Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello everyone, welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, and whatever else comes to our minds. Also, just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised, and I'm your host Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host Austin. Alright, I specifically made a note of what I wanted my introduction to be for this episode in my notes, but I seemingly did not save that, so hello everyone! I had something planned, but it's not coming to fruition. (laughs) Nothing at all. Nothing. Okay, well, that's Austin. Let's move on to our other co-host then, Alex. What's up, Alex? Do you have anything planned that got erased too? Um, No, but I would like to just say that this is our first podcast that we are recording in 2022. So hooray. It's so exciting. This is going to be our year, 2022. Don't say, oh God, you jinxed it. You jinxed it now. Find some wood to knock on. Uh... There we go. I got a wooden desk right here in front of me, so... I just want to clarify for the listening audience that I'm having flashbacks to 2020, the beginning of 2020, when Austin said, this is gonna be our year, we're gonna have the most fun ever, and we had, like, all these things planned, and, like, all these events we were gonna do, and it was just such an exciting time, and then we all know what happened, so... this was completely unironic. I blame you, though. Ah! This is completely unironic. Can't get an ad- word in edgewise. No. Um, I was I can't going let you talk because you're Oh, cheesy. my God. <laughs> Just Fuck it. I'm done. No. no, no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let's find the raise your hand function here on Discord. Go, Austin. I was just yanking your chain. Go. No, it's too late now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Why are you wearing a chain? A chain? I don't know. She said she was yanking your chain. Oh. It's just an expression. Oh, oh. You know what? I know chain wallets are out of fashion, but I think they're fucking cool. I would totally <laughs> have one. That was the dumbest thing ever. It'd make it twice as easy to steal your wallet. I'm aware. <laughs> just saying it there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh. I really want to know what you were going to say, Austin. Okay, here's what I was going to say. I was going to say I went into 2020 being like completely like positive i was like i'm gonna go into this year with a positive outlook and i'm gonna make positive things happen that's gonna be everyone always says you gotta have a positive attitude and things go great and so i was like yeah 2020 i know this is this is covid thing happening but that's gonna blow over who cares and then it happened 2020 and here we are like almost two years later we started it the way i think last year on new year's eve i I don't think i had that thought that this is going to be the year or whatever. But I remember right at the stroke of midnight, we were at our friend's house. Austin, you were there for a little bit. I left. Right at midnight, all of a sudden, the glass of champagne she was holding just, like, broke. Like, there was no, it didn't (laughs) fall. There was nothing. It just, like, shattered. And that's when we all were like, oh, no. That was was an omen. (laughs) It was an omen. We knew it. Oh, goodness. The same friend currently now has COVID. That's very sad, and we wish them a very speedy recovery don't yeah. we godspeed yep. <laughs> she'll be fine yeah. you know i just keep seeing memes everywhere and it's basically like 2022 is basically pronounced 2022 like oh, t-o-o God. 
And I'm like, no, you guys shut your freaking mouths. <laughs> very optimistic. If we all, well, yes, I understand that. But if we had all done, well, I say we as like a collective, like society, not us three. But if we as a society or certain members of society had done what they were supposed to do, maybe we wouldn't be here now. But we are here now. And so <sighs> it is what it is. Getting vaccinated should not be political. No, it shouldn't. Did people raise this much fuss? Okay, you know what? Actually, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. <laughs> you get into it. It's gonna get, you're going to get into the weeds pretty quick. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm going to go off on a soapbox and I am not going to do that. So anyway, yes, we're here and it's 2022 now. We're recording this on the 2nd of January and we are excited to see how our podcast goes this year. So if you're still with us in 2022 or if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. It'll be exciting. New year, new us, new podcast. Yes. Burr, 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 burr. Ooh, I have a question for the group. Yes. What is our New Year's resolutions for this oh, year? Lord. Stay alive. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I think yep. I saw a <laughs> meme the other day, and it was like, what was that movie with uh, like Robert Downey Jr. and Ben Stiller and Jack Black? Was it like Tropic Thunder? It was just like Robert Downey Jr. when he just says survive over and over again. This person was like, that's my goal, survive. Mm. To survive. It's kind of bleak, I guess, if you think about it. It's like you're only just trying to scrape by and survive. But that's, that's the top priority for any living creature, what can I say? It's, I guess on a basic level. Aside from that. <laughs> uh, FYI, this episode goes live on January 15th, 2022. Oh, oh happy well. happy MLK. That's on, that's on a Saturday. But I mean, it's that weekend, right? That's true. 16th, 17th. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it would be... Happy MLK so, Day! Yeah, happy MLK Day. Speaking of days... We haven't even said happy birthday to Alex. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday to you. Sing it, Austin. Take the rest. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. There you go. Right in sing. tune. That was Shut lovely. up, Jacob. <laughs> that was lovely, and I appreciate it. I feel like I'm at that age where I'm going to stop having birthdays, or at least I'm going to be turning 21 perpetually from now on. So 21? Yes, that's the age that I am, and I will be for the rest of my life. So there we go. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I'm having a crisis. Austin was embracing, you know, getting older. You know, his birthday is a month after mine, and he's all for it. He's embracing it. I, on the other hand, I'm not embracing it. I want to have a dirty 30. Dirty 30. How dirty are you going to go? It's a dirty 30. Unfortunately, you know, there's pandemic so i can't get too dirty you gotta tell me what a dirty 30 is i don't it's just like a 30th birthday party where you get like super wasted oh basically okay Okay. i think you don't even know (laughs) i guess that's the assumption i made it sounds like it could be right i'd believe you apparently it's the name of a movie oh it's also the name of a porno i'm not surprised by that at all is it like 30 people in that or is it like god a 30 year old that's dirty I'm the 30-year-old who's 30. The dirty 30s. Oh, no, this is talking about the 1930s during the Dust Bowl. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> that was dirty, too. <laughs> In a different sense of the word, I guess. You know, you can make your, your birthday time anything you want it to be, so, because it's your day. Anyway, hope you're enjoying this podcast on your MLK weekend with uh, the day off Monday of work. And I guess we can talk about our weeks now. You guys want to move on to our weeks? Or do we have any other Dirty 30 talk we like to mention? (laughs) (laughs) 
that's all on Austin. I'm good. All right, let's move on to the week talk segment. Who has something to say about their week first? Or should I go to the randomizer? Who wants to take the helm here? Mm, I'm trying to think of what we actually did this past week. Well, I, go I guess first. I'll. St- okay, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Um, I finally got around to watching like two things I've been wanting to try to watch. Finally, mm-hmm. I watched the live action Cowboy Bebop mm. adaptation on Netflix, and that's pretty good. I didn't watch. I haven't seen the original anime in forever, and I didn't want to watch it before because I wanted just to kind of see what I remember from the original and kind of see where they take this one. It's pretty good, but it's over. There's not going to be a second season or anything, so. These 10 episodes is all you get. But I suggest if you like sci-fi in general, just, you know, check it out. Is Ed in it? Yes. From what I've heard, yeah. But it's like towards the end. Like they were definitely going to try to make like a second or third season. Because I think the original anime is like 26 episodes. Mm -hmm. And this one's 10. So I think they were going to try to make more. But but then the second thing I watched, which you guys may have seen this. And I think Austin has too. I finally got around to watching Parasite. Oh, oh, that's a good movie. You have, you've seen that? Oh, wait. Do you mean the movie or the anime? The movie. Like the that's Korean, a great movie. Yeah. The Korean yeah. movie. Yeah, that was a good one. You saw that? You guys have seen this? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. been a while for me. I don't remember all the, the intricate details, but it was a good movie. Yes. That was an amazing movie with a lot of like, that's the movie that you could watch two or three times and pick up like something new mm-hmm. every single time. There's a lot of like symbolism and I guess just kind of a good adaptation of like class society i could see how it won the award yeah it's very rare that the best movie actually wins yeah really and that's that's basically it for me uh who should i pick alex (laughs) what have you done (laughs) oh just you know as of the time we're recording this you know i know this is going to go live obviously in the middle of the month but as we're recording this yesterday we took down all our christmas decorations so Christmas has officially come to a close. So we did that, which is kind of weird. I always, I don't know. I always feel this way every year. And I, I know I annoy Austin to no end because I'm always like, it never feels like blah, blah, blah holiday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't. I don't know. This particular Christmas just didn't feel very, or like holiday season didn't feel very holiday-y. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's probably because of the weather. It's just, it wasn't very cold here. And now it's over. And it's like, oh, okay. You know. Do you have cable? No, I don't. We got rid of all that. We just have the streaming services. Like, Do you think like like getting rid of cable kind of diminished the Christmas spirit a little bit? Because do you remember like growing up when you had cable or your parents had cable? Like you got the Christmas movie selection like every single night. There was always something Christmassy on and you got to watch it. But then since you've cut cable, you may not be watching as many like Christmassy stuff and kind of just going through the days. Is there some relationship there you think? that's how I feel a little bit. I mean, maybe in a, in a way, because like if you have the TV on in the background, like you've got your holiday advertisements that come on. Yeah. Which I know we've talked about like holiday advertisements uh. on this podcast before. Like going to choose Switch? Yeah. Like the absurd portrayal of the holidays that, you know, they give. But I don't know. So maybe that plays a part in it. I mean, you could always go and seek out Christmas movies on your own to watch. But I don't know. I think part of it's a lot of the just the overall spirit. Like people, things have been so weird for so long. I think maybe people have forgotten how to be cheery or something. I mean, obviously you can't go around like you used to, you know, with all the, you know, if you're going to the mall around the holidays and all the Christmas lights are up and, 
you know, it's just all these events, like Christmassy things are happening and, you know, or holiday events in general. And it's just like none of that really has been happening these past couple of years just because of everything. And there's just been a lot of bad vibes. So maybe that has a lot to do with it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I edited two podcast episodes specifically about Christmas. So <laughs> you were in the mood. Yeah, I felt very mood. Christmassy. <laughs> Austin was on fire editing these episodes. We've kind of been, well, for a minute there, we had no reserve episodes. So we've been cranking these out. We still have no reserve episodes. Well, we're trying to get back on our normal schedule to have stuff in the pipes. Yeah, so. we need to do a double we gotta recording. we got to fill those pipes. That's what we got to do. Yeah, Austin's been on fire with these recordings, so good job, Austin. Well done. Well done, sir. But yeah, I don't know, Jacob, to answer your your question. I, nothing really else happened this week, and it's been kind of boring, but I guess that's why we call it Week Talk, so... Ooh, yep, because there's usually not much to say. No. Austin, you look like you're thrilled to tell us something. Didn't you have a dream or something you wanted to share with no, us? No, we're not talking about a <laughs> sexual dream. Oh, no. Way to put him on the spot. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Jacob, bad. I could say it's my dream. I'm just okay. going to... No, 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 it's already out. <laughs> it is already we're out. We're not talking about that. Okay, well, now it's already fucking out. God damn it. I had a dream where I was George from Seinfeld, and I was, like, living the plot of, a, like, a, like, a lost episode of Seinfeld in which George and Kramer went to a sauna, and George learned that Kramer has an enormous penis, and, like, the B-plot, that was, like, one plot, and the B-plot was Kramer started a fight club? You know, Austin, not to interrupt you, but now that I'm listening to you say this again, I really honestly feel like that could be a true plot of Seinfeld. Well, I think think it's based on the uh, uh, two episodes. One was the George was in the pool, and some woman saw his penis mm-hmm. and yeah. i think the because uh, that was the opposite effect and i think the other one was when kramer lived in the shower for a whole episode oh, oh i thought you meant like because kramer's always starting clubs too because remember he yeah had that too the, he had the smokers club and then he had like the talk show club thing so i think it was like just a you created your own little plot that actually I like know. you know would have been something i always hated the kramer plots because they were too like wacky <laughs> You know my thoughts on Seinfeld. George had the best plots. Elaine mm-hmm. was the best actor. Jerry Seinfeld was there. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. He was he was he was like Brock, kind of carrying exposition. He would explain what the other characters were going through and like talking in his apartment. That's basically what his role was. Thanks for sharing your dream, Austin. What else did you do this week? Nothing. Nothing? All right. Well, we can That's so it. did we oh, I was gonna say, did we like watch any well Jacob, you shared what movies you watched. Did we watch anything new? or new games oh i did okay so in honor of here's one other thing and i know we'll move on after this but in honor of um betty white you know she passed away recently oh yeah it sucks yeah it really sucks but i had never seen the golden girls prior to this so i know i'm late to the party but i did watch the first two episodes of the golden girls yesterday i'll probably finish it i feel like i'm into it now so the first two episodes aren't very good I know, but I, I, now I feel like I'm invested. Like, okay, I want to give it a chance, you know, and continue on and see where they go with it. Plus, it's been, you know, it's such a staple TV show. You know, people talk about it all the time. It's been around for, you know, decades. Like, I know I'm really late to the party, but I feel like I have to watch it now. We expect a weekly update every single okay. week now. you got to give us an update <laughs> on the Golden Girls episode. Oh, God. Title and review. 
I'll try my best. I know we forget about stuff. I'm sure there's probably stuff we've always, like, we've said on the podcast before, like, oh, we'll come back to that and talk about it. We haven't, but I'll try to remember. Oh, what would it be called? Out of St. Olaf? I don't know enough about the show to make references to it yet, so. Okay, okay. Golden, what, what rounds? Golden Pals. Golden Showers. Golden Pals. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that was my other erotic Seinfeld dream. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was probably one of my favorite episodes of The Office. When Michael throws a, who is it, Phyllis, like a bridal shower. And he's like, we got to give her, uh, you know, like a golden shower. It's got to be great. <laughs> it's got to be the Oh, God. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> All right. So let's move on now to the main topic of this podcast. Um, Pokemon. And the episodes we have this week are Lights, Camera, Quaction. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. And Go West, Young Meowth. These episodes were amazing. They were. These, these were, were great. These were golden a episodes. Plus. Yes, golden episodes here for you all today. And they were, they're like a double feature kind of. They they play into each other. They're a continuation kind of thing. So They are. Yeah, that was good. All according to plan. Oh, my all God. All according to no! Keikaku. <laughs> oh, I fucking knew you were going to do that. Jacob, are oh you aware of that meme? God. What is it again? I'm not on the internet. Okay, hold on. One moment, please. Oh, my God. We were just... Okay, while well, Austin's doing that, we were just talking about this off off podcast a couple days ago, and that came up, this meme, and I was like, are you going to say that on the podcast? Like, how would you ever incorporate that into the podcast? And here we go. Okay, it's not working. Oh. My, my computer? What's wrong with you? You need to upgrade your internet package. Look it up on your own time, Jacob. It's not working. <laughs> it's basically... More. What is it again? Let me look at this. It's just a me. It's basically, you know, Light Yagami from um, Death Note, the main character. Yes. There's a still image of him saying, like, all according to, like, it's captioned on the top. Like, fan so sub. A, fan yeah, sub. it's a fan sub. And it's captioned on the top. It says, all according to Keikaku or something. I know I'm probably saying that wrong. <laughs> but basically next to it, in parentheses, they have put, Keikaku means plan in Japanese. So why the fuck would you not just put all according to plan? And so it's become a meme. Like, why Why even bother? It's absurd. Hmm. It comes up all the time. Seen, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen that. I probably have and just don't remember it. This is the stuff we do in our free time, okay? We just quote stupid memes to each other. Just look at dank memes all day. Oh, my God. Get on Reddit and get some upvotes. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm too afraid <laughs> to post our podcast on Reddit, actually. Oh, I, I don't blame you. Honestly, every Pokemon sub I've looked at, they all have a no self-promotion rule. Yeah, they yeah. do. So I'm like, whatever. People can find us on their own time. <laughs> Twitter's Send us an email and tell us how you find us. Out of the Gmail at drawing at uh, out of the drawing page. Oh, out of the Gmail. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's what happens when your dog keeps you awake all night. Running on fumes here. Thanks on me. Poor Bowser. We have those episodes for you this week. Uh, Lights, Camera, Quaction, and Go West, Young Meow. 
I have the randomizer here. It has spoken, and I will be taking the summary challenges. And then Austin, you have the first episode, and then Alex, you have the second. So I have Tell the thirty. When you're ready. Oh shoot, the thirty-second summary challenge where I get thirty seconds to get the episode, and I'm not ready. Hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Lights, uh, camera, quaction, Jacob, go. Woo. Three, <laughs> two, one. Action! Okay, so we're walking along, and Ash comes across a girl who's just there. Her name's Katrina. It turns out she's trying to audition for a movie directed by this guy named Spielberg. There's, he's trying to cast Pokemon for this love story between Wigglypuff and some Pokemon. He's looking for a Pokemon to cast his Wigglytuff's love interest. It turns out Psyduck gets the part, and they play a movie, and Team Rocket tries to ruin it, but they don't, and the movie comes out, and it sucks. It's kind of like an awful Saving Private Ryan or something. The end. Is that it? Time. Okay. <laughs> That's all I remember the episode. I don't want to get too in the gritty of it part because a lot of this is... It's hard to explain because there's a lot going on here. There is so much happening in this episode. My notes are like almost two pages long. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the most notes I've ever taken. Yeah. Strap in people because this is going to be intense. <laughs> there's layers of plot. There is layers. Like an onion. So, we begin, and I'd just like to note, apparently the Japanese title for this episode is Pokemon the Movie. Oh. So, I, that's why we're going to do the movie shortly after this episode, because I figure that kind of bleeds into it or whatever. Anyway, the twerps are wandering aimlessly. They hop in upon a campsite, which I was a bit confused if this was an actual campsite or if it was a like a movie production site or if it was a campsite that was being used as a movie production site. But whatever, it doesn't matter. They come across Katrina, who very much like an NPC in the video game, just like appears and an exclamation point appears over her head. And she says, we're going to battle now and doesn't let Ash answer before she throws out her Raichu. Katrina is very rude. She is a very rude person. I don't get what the point of this was. I think it is like a movie set and they're kind of just sitting there waiting for some random person. It's kind of like a kind of like scenario maybe i don't know it's weird it's a weird setup okay i just need to, to add something really quick like basically this episode throws you right in but this whole part of them like you said austin wandering like the previous episodes they were in pallet town you know ash is supposed to be training for the pokemon league they're at home you know they've been staying with delia wandering around town you know doing different various things around town i mean i guess they went to the beach they had a whole like surfing episode i don't know they've been doing all this weird shit but this episode sets it up like they're traveling to their next destination which they never say but this made even less sense when we get to the next episode like they go in conjunction with each other but the next episode they're back in pallet town so i'm like where were they going why were they traveling like, what is happening here my theory is the movie has them traveling so oh. we needed this episode to have them be traveling. So they're I either see. traveling to the movie or from the movie. But it doesn't matter because they don't remember the movie anyway. It's, uh, okay. yeah, I'm thinking too hard about it, but. <laughs> As usual, let's finish the plot line for them. <laughs> well, you forgot to mention, too, that our, our favorite um, stalker is stalking them. Yes, Jigglypuff is oh, here. Yeah. Yes. It's been a little minute since we've seen Jigglypuff, I think. Mm -hmm. See, I told you Jigglypuff doesn't show up as often as you think. Once is too much. Once too many. So we are in for a Pikachu versus Raichu battle. Except not really, because Team Rocket attacks, and they scoop up Raichu in a net, thinking it was Pikachu. So Katrina tells 
her Raichu, which apparently is named Raichi. I am so oh, I glad. Richie. <laughs> Rich, what? I thought it was Richie. Well, we had another Richie on the way. Oh, okay. I'm so glad you mentioned that because she does say Raichi, and I couldn't figure out if that was a nickname or if they messed up with the translation the lip, or <laughs> the dub. lip flaps didn't match up. <laughs> and it's Raichi. Raichi the Raichu. Raichi attacks Team Rocket. <laughs> but then suddenly, cut, cut, cut. Because Steven Spielberg is here. And just kidding, it's Cleavon Spielbunk. <laughs> oh, God. Cleavon Spielbunk apparently is a famous movie director. And he's actually won an Oscar, by which I mean a Golden Growlithe, which looks like an Arcanine instead of a Growlithe. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. that's a good catch. Ash and Misty have never heard of this guy because they're 10 years old and they don't, you know, watch Oscar bait movies. But Brock has. He's seen his movie called I Saw What You Ate Last Tuesday. And Katrina nearly saw that one. So they're in all impressed. Ooh, that yeah, was completely unnecessary to say that. I'm like, nobody gives a shit if you almost saw a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, she just wants it. to be included. <laughs> She's like trying to trying to promote herself, I guess, to Schmilberg Shmiel, or whatever his name is. Spielbunk. She's like, oh, I saw a commercial. Yeah, I saw the trailer. <laughs> it looked good. <laughs> and this is pre-YouTube, so it's kind of hard to see trailers. You gotta, you gotta go to the movie theater to see those. You gotta go out of your way to watch a movie trailer in this time period. That's a good point. So apparently this guy does, like, really dr- like dramatic stuff, very serious tone. But this movie is not going to be like that, because this movie is going to be a movie made entirely with Pokemon, which Ash seems to think has never happened before. And I'm like, I feel like this premise would have been done before this point, but whatever. These things would have been in movies all over the place. If Pokemon, like, if you go by the novel and how they were created, they would have been, and there would have been, like, a Homeward-bound Pokemon movie Mm-hmm. For sure, by now. How many fucking talking dog movies do we have in real yeah. life? <laughs> really, that's what I was thinking about. Like, come on. There's <laughs> Pokemon movies out there. There's so many. How, like, okay, I'm just off the top of my head. There's, like, Benji. There's Homeward Bound. There's Airbud. There's Marley and Me. There's, oh, my God. I'm sure there's so many others. So many others with pets. The reason uh, Cleavon Spielbank, which I can never say, is out here in the wilderness of Kanto is because he's looking for new and upcoming actors, Pokemon actors. Jesse and James are all over this. <laughs> they were made for this. They were. They really were made for this. Jesse was an, act, an experienced actor who played the role of, of a worm and a rotten apple in her first grade play. And James took three semesters in stage performance at a correspondence school. Ooh. Sorry if that was anyone's quote. No, yeah. but I just want to say that Jesse and James... Team Rocket as a whole were on point these two episodes. They were fantastic. Yes, I yes. loved them. This is making it work. These two episodes make like it's an all consolidated effort to make every character involved in like a right way. This is actually good writing in these two episodes. These are great episodes. We learn that the lead of this movie will be a Wigglytuff, and they are looking for a love interest for Wigglytuff. The Twerps and Team Rocket all volunteer their favorite Pokemon to audition for this role, among some other randos who are also there. Um, it turns out the Wigglytuff is a giant prima donna who likes to slap people in the face when they piss it off. <laughs> this Wigglytuff's got tood. Real bad tood. We could be mean and name some, you know, famous starlets who are prima donnas, but we're not going to do that. I was actually thinking if this was like a kind of like a callback to maybe like an actress or something that just would, I don't know if anyone would slap people, but you know. 
I can think of a couple. Well, we're not going to go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yes, we are aware male actors are just as bad, if not more so, <laughs> when it comes to this shit. There's plenty of male prima donna actors. Yes, out there. there are. And directors. <clears throat> yeah. This is just a this is a dig at the movie industry and like Hollywood in general and like it has it coming. Yeah. Like I love <laughs> movies, but we all know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Logistics. So I believe who are volunteered are Pikachu, of course, Raichu, Vulpix, Psyduck, Togepi tries, but Togepi's too young for the role. Arbok, Weezing, Meowth, and some other randos. The first part of the audition, and this is like the most informal audition ever, where they're all up on a stage and they all audition as a group, but it's, first we have to do our dance competition. You know what this reminded me of just all of a sudden? Like, Steven, or Steven Spielberg, Cleavon Spielbunk, or whatever the fuck his name is, there you is go. basically like, I got very, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, like, dance for your <laughs> life kind of vibes, because he's basically like, okay, dance. You know, and their poor Pokemon are up there, like, sweating and, like, trying their best to, like, dance their, like, butts off trying to impress Spielbunk. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I just got that image in my head. It is. And the trainers are yelling at them, too, you know, like, putting more pressure on them. It was, like, it was really weird. It was uh, put on the spot kind of an audition. I wrote down what all the Pokemon did. Meowth kind of just, like, awkwardly shovels around, which is what I would do. He does like a makeshift, a makeshift like hula or I don't know what it was. It's just flailing limbs in all directions. So like that's yeah. called the Austin. <laughs> Weezing turns his tackle into a tango, which consists of jumping up and down. Arbok breaks dances with a rap attack. That, that was, was so cute. That was a good. That one. was really good. Raichu and Pikachu, I thought were the best. They did like a waltz, and Raichu dips Pikachu. Can I just point out there was an audio mistake? Was there? Well, it was a line mistake, like a something that Jesse says. I hope this is nobody's quote, but they're like giving direction from the, you know, Arbok and Weezing are up on the stage and they're they're in the audience and they're like yelling out direction. And James tells um, Weezing to do his tackle attack or whatever. But Jesse screams out. She says, Arbok, don't just float there. Oh, so I was oh. like. Okay. What was she talking? Well, then she says Ar- the whole thing is Arbok, don't just float there. Break dance with your Rabbitat. And I was like, okay, so the second half clearly is hmm. Arbok, but did they mean Weezing? Like, did they change the line like halfway through? Like, she was going to say something to Weezing, but anyway. That's a great catch, Alex. I did not notice that. Yeah, I didn't either. That was good. <laughs> I was like, what? I had to go back. I was like, float there? What? Does Arbok float around? Like, Put more, pr- or something? more pressure on him. Like, don't just float around the stage. Like, do something. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just figured she was talking to Weezing, but I digress. Volpix does what it did in the Christmas special, which is jump up and down randomly. What the hell was that? Yeah. Volpix was awful. I don't know how Volpix got to the second, got a callback for that. And then Brock hyped it up, too. Brock was like, Volpix is made for this. And then you're expecting something great, and it's garbage. Anyway, Psyduck does some twerking with his tail whip. Oh, my God. Everyone who's not a twerp or a Team Rocket or Katrina gets rejected. So they all walk off stage. There was only like three other Pokemon. There was a Doduo, a Hitmonlee, and a Tauros. That was mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. aside from the twerp Pokemon. Yeah, everybody made it but those three, which is sad. Poor Hitmonlee guys. Hitmonlee did a better job than Vulpix. Ugh. It was like up there doing karate moves. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. That was better than whatever the fuck Vulpix was doing. Meowth gets so happy that he was chosen that he licked Cleavon Spielbunk in the face. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> that happened. I wonder if he has like a cat's tongue. I guess he does. What? Yeah. What? Oh, like sandpapery? Yeah. What do right, you think I meant? You... Oh no, no. I don't know. Okay. It's <laughs> like like a human tongue. I don't know. Well, does he have a human tongue? He can speak human he can language. Speak his tail, his tongue probably like evolved. Like we learn in the next episode, it probably was Ooh. like sandpapery, and then it became more human like. We're gonna get there. Then Jigglypuff comes on stage and sings and draws a Hitler stash on Wigglytuff, and then we move on. Oh my god! It's a Charlie Chaplin. Oh, okay. That's much okay. better. Thank you. Thank <laughs> You're you. welcome. <laughs> Jacob with the save. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense considering it's like a show business based episode. Mm-hmm. Now the next part of our audition process is it a, is it like a chemistry test with Wiggly Tough? Is that what it was? I think so. It's kind of like how well do you vibe with Wiggly Tough? Oh, they have to sing with it. Yeah, they have to sing with it. Oh, they, dance, okay. they did the dance off, and now they have to do the sing off and and also vibe with. Like Jacob said, with Wigglytuff. None of this is in the movie either. Like, from what we described from the plot, nothing is like singing or dancing. It's not like one of those movies. Well, I believe there would be dancing based on the plot of Romeo and Juliet and also West Side Story. You think there was? I thought it was just straight Romeo like and Juliet. I don't remember singing in that. Well, there's no singing in that. You're true. There is like their, oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? I thought it was just a purely based like talent competition just to see if they had the the acting chops. No, you got to have a triple threat to be in this movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what's the, what's well, the third I feel, part? <laughs> what are we I feel like later we find out that Spielbunk is full of shit, but we'll get there. Oh, yeah, totally. Wigglytuff does not care for Arbuck and Weezing, so it slaps the shit out of them. Oh. And T- Jesse and James are not pleased with this. And they want them to attack, but Arbuck and Weezing are so upset that they cry and walk away, sadly. Oh, that part got that to was, me a little bit. I know. Poor babies. This leads to all the other Pokemon being like, fuck this, and leaving the stage, leaving behind Psyduck, who is now going to be cast as a lead in this movie. Because he was the only one left. (laughs) All right, now we get a plot breakdown for what this movie is going to be. And it's going to be Romeo and Juliet. Basically. Basically. (laughs) And they even talk about it, too, a little bit. Doesn't Brock say, this has been done? No, Brock doesn't say that. No, Misty. Misty Misty jumps in. Yeah. This has been done before. Yeah. She's like, this isn't a very original idea here. And then, of course, Ash and Brock shove her to the ground physically, push her out of the way, and she falls on the ground. And they're like, we'll help you do the movie for free. Did they say that? Yes. They do. That was my question. Okay. Yes. Brock and Ash are basically like, this is the greatest honor of our lives, and we'll donate our time and help you for absolutely nothing. Okay, great, because I kept a, a record of who was doing what roles for this movie production, and I was like, this needs to be unionized. This is, like, horrible. This is all this free labor. This is bullshit, and I got reminded of, like, Marvin the Magician. You remember that whole fiasco? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, basically, I know sometimes the twerps get roped into stuff, you know, unwillingly, but... Ash has a tendency to jump in and volunteer, like, well, I guess volunteer everyone else what they're going to be doing. I mean, Brock was on board this time, but Missy was absolutely like, I don't want to do this. But he's just like, yeah, we'll work for free. I thought it was kind of like a callback to, like, actual how actual, like, Hollywood works. About how, like, the grunt work is basically done by, like, interns or, like, what they call, like, PAs that are kind of just there doing, like, you know, the grunt stuff. But they're doing it basically for free. Because it's like to gain experience, to gain exposure. So they take advantage of that. Like, you know, other internship thing kind of do. 
So the twerps are PAs? Yeah, I think that's what they were. Okay. They're just like, but they volunteered. Like, I guess actually, they actually do. But it was kind of like, I think it was kind of like referencing that, maybe. Okay, well, everybody knows that internships are a scam. Yeah. I mean, It was the 90s. Real. It was a prosperous time. <laughs> the roaring 90s. I mean, basically, it's like companies just get you to work for free. And it's like, you're, it's so absurd. I can't get into it. Welcome to Hollywood, baby. Welcome to Hollywood. So I think maybe the singing is a reference to West Side Story. Like maybe I would have loved to see like the sharks, sharks, sharks. Yes. <laughs> they got little switchblades on them. Yeah, switchblades. That'd be awesome. Oh my god. Oh god, they'd be like dressed up in tights and shit. Anyway, meanwhile, Team Rocket, Arbok, and Weezing are still all upset, and I can't blame them. But Jesse and James give them a stern talking to with love and tells them that this is the way Hollywood works and you can't take rejection personally and you got to work your way to the top and it's all inspirational and really lovely, actually. Anyway, now we're filming the the finale for the movie first, which Ash is (laughs) so confused about, even though that's how movie production works. We learn that Pikachu and Raichu have walk-on roles, as they seem to be the leads of the Montagues and the Capulets. Yeah, everybody gets everybody gets a part. That's what I'm confused about. Like it, everybody's there. Everybody we saw before is still there. You know, so Arbuck and Weezing would have had a role if they would have just stuck around. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Wigglytuff rejected them, so maybe they wouldn't actually. But I mean, like everybody who was there, like there was Pokemon that weren't even auditioning that got pulled into this thing. So. Spell, what's his name? Cleveland. He would have pulled some more. Spielbunk. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, him. He would have pulled them in because he was just yanking people Mm. out. Ash was just there, like walking by, and he yanked them into this. That's a good point because, like, at the very beginning, all we have there is I mean, we have the camera crew, and we have Cleavon, and we have the twerps, and Katrina, I guess. And then Team Rocket's there, but then they leave. And then we don't really see the trainers of the three Pokemon on the stage doing the dancing audition. But then by the time we get to the big finale climax battle, like where did there was like a Poliwhirl and a Blastoise and a Ghastly and like a Gyarados and like all these Pokemon. Where the fuck they come from? There's Onyx there too. Brock did not use Onyx. The Onyx is in the battle. Is he? Yeah, is it our Onyx then? Uh, no, it's not our Onyx though. This oh. is like a random Onyx that they pull out of wherever. I didn't see an Onyx, but I could have missed Can it. Can I just say I feel like Brock's Onyx had had the potential for it to be a starring role. I think instead of fucking Volpix, Onyx should have been in there up there on that stage. <laughs> he would have been. <laughs> Onyx Oh, Onyx could have been there and make a staircase to Juliet, like when he's doing the <laughs> Oh my god. Onyx make a balcony. <laughs> yeah, to the balcony. Like there you go. Missed opportunity for sure. Ooh. Who wants to see that Psyduck and Wigglytuff scene played out? I do. Oh, Jesus. I do. So we are filming, and we've got Pokemon special effects, because the twerp Pokemon are helping for free. Um, and we're about to film the climactic showdown, the all-out war. And Wigglytuff and, and Psyduck are going to try and break it up. And a brawl ensues, which seems very poor for camera because like it causes a giant dust cloud because it's a cartoon and we tough gets pissed when pikachu hits it on the head on accident but that doesn't matter because now team rock is going to interrupt and they're doing their usual thing where they attack and they ultimately use a crane game device to pick up all the pokemon <laughs> except for psyduck this is part this was something else there was i thought there was some great bits i love when 
the twerps like realize the camera was lingering on them so they start talking to the camera for no fucking reason <laughs> they start pushing each other out of the way for more camera time too like, oh it was great i'll leave that in case it's a quote misty was part of that you know she was all for that though not helping out but being in front of the camera hey she was down for that misty is no florinda she has confidence of the wazoo and good for her yeah she deserves it after she's been put down so much good for her i know she deserves her 15 minutes of fame was this the one where like during the brawl is that where the camera crew and like spielbunk also like fly in there and like jump into the brawl yeah spielbunk's like let's get in there for no reason yeah, and he's like, like, oh yeah he's like come here camera crew and they all like reluctantly run with him <laughs> they just jump in the pile and it's just yeah this is it awful. makes you wonder what the end result of the movie would be if they like kept that footage it's kind of weird that he actually like has them fight too so he just has them kind of like they're just side by side and then he just says brawl you know what i mean like it's just it's it's weird it's a weird setup see this this is a very sketchy production i don't i don't yeah. care for this this is one of those like something else is going on here this is like pokemon trafficking or something i bet giovanni financed this yeah giovanni financed there's something weird's going on here i don't trust it oh team rocket grabs all the pokemon and we get a psyduck x machina once again <laughs> that's good after panicking and running around for a while he psychically saves all the pokemon and blasts off team rocket wigglytuff is now totally enamored with psyduck and comes over to comfort him he's okay and everyone cheers and we're all happy cut print we're done because we've gotten this all on film and now the movie's done filming i guess it took less than 24 (laughs) hours to film this movie it took what what are we talking about here time frame wise five hours six hours no like five minutes (laughs) oh you think five minutes okay So now the movie is wrapped, and we're all hanging out by the campfire, and we lament the fact that Ash didn't do any Pokemon training for the League, but then we learn that Katrina's gonna be in the League, which is interesting, because the League's only a few episodes from now, and we never see or mention her ever again. So I like to think that Melanie was hanging out by the set, waiting for people. <laughs> to murder her? Yeah, that was the actual plot happened. of the movie? That's She's what happened to it. Katrina. <laughs> What about, like, Jacob's suggestion something sketchy is going on? Like, maybe Cleavon Spielbunk, like, kidnapped her and, like, sold her into, like, Hollywood, you know, indentured servitude, and now she has to work on movie sets for free. Or she's method acting, and she's just pretending she's a trainer going mm. to the Pokemon League, because she's a trainer at the beginning of it, so she's just method acting, really getting into her next role, or the next potential part. Like a paid, like, bait person to like lure unsuspecting trainers to work for spielbunk for free yeah basically she's like his assist his his assistant that gets free assistance she's a plant and she's so far deep in the hole now she can't distinguish between reality and her like alternate persona katrina so she's gone crazy so she's not in the league so either she died she was sold into indentured servitude or like a sybil situation one of those god yeah we didn't see her badges Every single person who says they're in the league, we see their badges. So mm. until then, it ain't validated. I wonder how AJ's doing. We'll find out. No, we won't. Or not. And now the episode's over. Yay. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one. I love that episode. It was cute. It was wacky. I like the wacky ones. The ones that are different, like the Pikahuna one, I thought was good. This one was absurd in the right way, I guess. it was. We've had some good ones, though. Yeah. And let's continue the fun with our MVP, our LVP, and our quotes for the episode. 
Let's go to our most viable player, or least viable player, and the quote that had the most impact. Austin, you're going to be leading us off, followed by myself. And then Alex, you're going to be finishing us off. That means all the good ones are going to be taken. Sorry. I got a bunch, so. I'll start us off with my MVP. It's going to be Arbok and Weezing. Damn it! (laughs) I knew it would be. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to... Alex, should we allow him to do two? Well, I guess we've we've done like doubles and and groups and stuff like that before. So okay, we'll allow. I it. think the rule generally is if you give them MVP or LVP for the same reason, you can do a multiple. They're collective. Oh. They're a collective. Yeah, <laughs> a collective multiple. Yeah, and they're MVP because even though they didn't get the role, they were very emotional and it really stirred with the audience. I feel like LVP. I will give it to Ash. For volunteering to be free labor for a movie production. That's not okay, Ash. You fucking scab. Scab. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This is a non-union production. Uh, Quote, there's so many to choose from. Oh, there's so many good ones. Just don't pick mine and you'll be okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the ones where the twerps are talking to the camera because they're like, I don't know, egotistical maniacs. And Ash kind of blushes and says, Hi, I'm Ash from the town of Pallet, and I'm training to be the world's greatest Pokemon master. And then he goes, Ah! Because Misty knocks him aside and poses and says, I'd like to thank all my fans for choosing me as the world's most beautiful and talented Pokemon trainer. Then Brock slides up all, all like sly and says, I'm Brock. Hello, ladies. You know, they really went all in. I think this is the beginning, probably. Like, they're, they're really leaning in on him being like a womanizer character and misty did her ear pull is this the first time she's done the ear pull i think it's the second second time yeah she did it once before but it was like another love interest it's always a love interest she does it well i think they've they're firmly establishing now that this this dynamic is happening where he's absolutely enthralled by any girl he comes across and misty pops up to grab him by the ear so well we better get rid of him quick Yep. And replace him with tracy yeah but he comes back that's true that womanizer (laughs) tracy it didn't last long. I'll start with my MVP as well. I'm going to give mine to Psyduck for getting the part. Oh, yeah. Good for you, Psyduck. And then I'm going to give my LVP to Wigglytuff for being kind of a, a jerk. Just slapping people around. No, that's just, that's not right. Physical violence is never okay, Wigglytuff. No. Hopefully you learn. Wigglytuff is more tough than Wiggly. And that was my <laughs> quote. Um, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no! <laughs> okay. Gotta, I'm, so... <laughs> I'm trying to set up for a transition there. Oh, okay. damn. I am so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I got some more. Luckily, like I said, I had a lot. I swear to God, I was looking right at that. The word was about to leave my mouth. You have no idea how fucking embarrassed that is. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so sorry. It's okay because it's okay because we have James to come in and save the day. And this is after Arbuck and, and Weezing get rejected. And they kind of cry and they kind of run off. James starts running after them and says, hey, 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 you can always do television. That was going to be my backup quote. <laughs> that was pretty good for James. Oh, Jacob, I thought for sure you were going to pick one of James's quotes because you vibe with James a lot. So I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to say the wiggly tough thing. Well, that's that's mine. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Like I said, I had a lot, so it was all good. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you further. Is that all? That's it. That's all I got. That's my three. In the spirit of continuing the trend, I'll start with MVP, although Austin did take Arbok and Weezing, so I'm going to give it to Jesse and James instead. Jesse and James were on fire these episodes. I love them. They had 
I, I, these were more Team Rocket episodes, I feel like, than anything else. They had some really good inspirational stuff that they were saying. So I'm going to give, well, I guess I'll just do my quote really quick because this is when they're giving Arbok and Weezing their pep talk at, towards the end. Jesse and James say, are you going to let show business beat you or are you going to beat it? It's a very long climb up the stairway to stardom and there's no elevator, but you'll never reach the top unless you keep climbing. It may mean years of rejection, but if you keep on trying, you may just see your name in light someday. Watch out, world. These are the stars of tomorrow. Oh my gosh. That was the Miley Cyrus song. I can't believe. Was it? <laughs> you remember that? The climb? It was like word for word that. Did she watch this episode and then get the inspiration to write this song? I think so. I think we found out the origin of that uh, song. Or at least the Ghost Rider. It was, I, you know what? Jesse and James are good trainers, I guess, when you cut through all the crap. I mean, they're made for show business. I feel like they would know better than anyone the rigors of, like, what it takes. I guess, let's see. LVP. It's going to have to be Misty. Oh, oh, whoa. Hold the rope here. What's going on? Did you guys forget the whole ending part where she's, like, berating Psyduck into a mental breakdown? Yeah, that was kind of (laughs) weird. Poor Psyduck. Like, I was with her the whole episode, like... You know, she was the only one who was being reasonable. She's like, this isn't an original movie. And, you know, let's not volunteer our time for free and all this stuff. And I was with her up until the very end where she's like yelling and screaming at Sida to the fact where he's like, I mean, he literally snaps. Like, I can't obviously <laughs> recreate the visual cues that make this scene because this is an audio podcast, of course. But it's worth watching it just for that because there's poor Psyduck. My God. Can you do a Psyduck impression? Psy-I-I. Can you do a better one? No. <laughs> Jeez. Is this the first time we see like verbal cues trigger his thing? Because most of the time somebody has to whack him. So I guess they couldn't show Wisty like beat Wisty. M- Wisty. Misty beating him in the head. I mean, she's obviously berated him before. You know, she's been mean. We've had plenty of times where she's verbally abused him and, and all this stuff. But I feel like this was different. This was on a different level because he's visually like flushed. He's sweating. He's running back and forth, like, having an absolute panic. And Misty is yelling and screaming at him and keeps pushing him and pushing him. And then it kind of goes and transitions back and forth between, like, Wigglytuff yelling at him from the net that they're trapped in or whatever. And, you know, so it's like, Wigglytuff! And then Misty's on, you know, in one ear screaming at him. Wigglytuff's in the other ear. So he's, like, freaking out, freaking out. And then it gets to the point where he just, like, snaps. And, like, both his eyeballs are, like, pointing in different directions. <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely... I felt so bad for Psyduck. I was like, this is the most he's ever been abused, I think. That's Hollywood. Yeah, the, like, just the verbal abuse to the point where you have a complete m- mental break. You know, I was getting, like, Judy Garland and, like, what was her name in The Shining? Shelley Duvall. Yeah, like, Shelley Duvall, like... Where the director, well, in this case, it wasn't Cleavon, but pushed to the point of absolute Wait, breakdown. are you saying that Misty is like a sage mom? Yes. Okay. No, she, I mean, I don't know what was wrong with her at the end. I was like, damn, your Pokemon's literally having like an absolute like dissociative episode from reality and you're like yelling and screaming at it. So 
Or is she a great trainer from getting the best out of her Pokemon? No, a great trainer is how Jesse and James were. You've got the two opposites. You know, we have an example of what to do with your Pokemon when they're feeling bad. What not to do. Yes, Austin. Jesse and James did slap Weezy and Arbok on their faces. Okay, that's true. They did physically <laughs> assault them at one point. But I maybe it was just one of those, like, like actor slaps, you know? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Like a light slap. slap. Yeah. yeah. Like whack your hand instead of their face. Yeah. Yep. What's worse, verbally attacking your Pokemon or physically? Uh, they're both equally terrible. <laughs> but I feel like with enough verbal abuse over the course of a long time, like this is not the first time Misty has abused Psyduck, either physically or verbally. So verbal abuse has the potential to do some really deep, deep damage. Speaking of deep damage, what about the next episode? Ooh. Oh my god. Yes, they could have called this damaged Meowth or something like that with this episode. But it is Go West, Young Meowth is what we're talking about next. Okay, so we do we start with 30 seconds summary challenge. Like, there's a lot going on here, so I'm not going to be able to get anything, clo- anything close. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, whenever, whenever. Three, two, one, go. All right, so we're headed to the beautiful and scenic Hollywood for the twerps for them to go see the movie they just made. But before we get there, we find Meowth and the uh, Team Rocket following them. We remember Meowth's past about how he... Was in Hollywood just to get fried chicken and food, but he came across Meowzee, a cat he loved, and he joins a gang, but he leaves the gang to chase Meowzee, and he learns English, because he wants to be more human-like, because his love interest only loves humans, and we find out Meowth, at the very end, uh, just reminisce about Hollywood. That's all. Time. <laughs> there's, I was trying to, like, which direction should I take it, but I, there, there's too much. There's a lot going on here. That was good, considering there is a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, it jumps back and forth between, like, present day and Meowth's nostalgia or reminiscing on his past. So good luck recapping this, Alex. Yeah. For nostalgia purposes, this is like when I started watching this one or when you said the title. I knew exactly what this episode was, what happened. This is like the one that I you will forever be, like, in my mind for some reason just because it was like it has a permanent presence. Mm-hmm. This is the best episode we've done so far. Easily. Easily. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about this the last podcast where, you know, Professor Oak and Gary, you know, we've we've had a few references to Meowth talking in the past. I mean, people don't really seem shocked like this, like they should be shocked like by this. But this is finally the episode where we get an explanation. Part of me wonders how much of this is true, like accurate. Like this is Meowth's recounting of his past. So we have to just take what he says at face value of like where he came from and how he got to where he is. I guess we don't know the 100% truth. This is just what Meowth is telling us. How much is it true and how much is it hyperbole, basically? It seems pretty true since, like, all the present-day interactions he has directly yeah. reflect his story. They do a good job of, like, like circling everything back. I guess for the most part, the underlying, like, story is true. You know, I don't know. Maybe he's embellishing a few parts of it, but for dramatic effect, because Meowth is a little, he's, I think he has a penchant for storytelling and stuff. So... We're back in Pallet Town in this episode, which, like we mentioned previously, this the it doesn't make sense because like they're traveling in the last episode, but now they're back in Pallet Town in this episode. The mailman comes by and delivers an invitation to Delia, and the invitation is to see the world premiere of the movie Pokemon in Love, which is in beautiful, sunny Hollywood, California, like Jacob said, which is very weird because. Hollywood apparently is a real place, and California is apparently a 
real place. And they're supposed to be in Japan, but now they're apparently in Hollywood. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you didn't know that Hollywood was in Kanto? Yeah, yeah it's right there. Not. Apparently, this movie's been nominated for a Golden Growlithe. So it's supposed to be really yes. good. So Ash is all depressed and he's like, well, I gotta, you know, boo-hoo. Like, you know, I have to train and I can't go. And Misty, Brock, and Delia are like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, too bad. So sad for you. <laughs> Bye. And he, yeah, he's like, they're gonna go without him. And he's like, well, no, I'll, I'll just go with you. You've convinced me. So then we cut over to Team Rocket who are sitting beside a billboard advertising the movie and they're lamenting the fact that they did not get an invitation but somehow they know about the movie premiere it, it almost seemed like they overheard what the twerps were saying despite the fact that they're like several miles away presumably in a city i don't know i think they they stole someone's mail or something yeah the stage production of their conversation though <laughs> it's just like a billboard with spotlights yeah they're sitting on opposite ends of the the billboard and the spotlight comes on each one of them as they start talking are they implying that they put up the billboard? Because they're hanging from the the things that, like, you would use to put a billboard up. Ladders? No, like those, kind of like those paint things, that, or the window no. cleaner things that they have when they, like, put the build, billboard up and they, like, roll it over. So I just assume that they found a billboard and they staged this conversation for maximum drama for the sake of no one but themselves. That's more fitting, yeah. You're probably right. So we switch back to, well, Meowth is there and he says that... Hollywood brings back bad memories for him and he starts recounting his days as an orphaned Pokemon who had no friends and family. I guess somebody like left him in a basket with like newspaper. I have no idea where Meowth came from but he doesn't remember. So he's telling us about his past and how he was starving and hungry on the streets and he comes across like a baseball field and he tries to eat a bucket of baseballs which he mistakes as rice balls. Oh I thought they were jelly donuts. Yes. Jelly donuts. Hey, this part was actually horrible. This was awful. This was this, was this is the worst scene in Pokemon ever. Yeah, this this was really bad. So he like jumps into the basket of baseballs, thinking that it's food, and the baseball coach and the baseball team of kids. This was, I mean, this was like children here, and the adult coach punish him, and they're like bad meowth, and as punishment, they tie him up in rope and hoist him into a tree and let him just hang there for hours to die and die. just leave him there for death yeah yes. this is like death punishment this was absolutely terrible so he cries and cries and cries until he cries himself to sleep but is awoken then several several hours later by the sound of like the baseball team has left and then like a camp with like kids has come and they've set up a portable projector movie screen and they show a film a Hollywood film that has like ice cream and fried chicken in it and he decides that he's so hungry and that he needs to go to Hollywood in order to find this fried chicken and ice cream so that he can eat. That fried chicken didn't look like fried chicken either. It looks like a meat that you get in like an RPG. It's like the brown <laughs> hunk of meat with like That's the two like... bones sticking out of the side. Yeah, what is that exactly? What is that supposed to be? I don't even know. Like a beef stick? Like a beef drumstick thing? I don't know. It's... That's it's the representation weird. that they always use, like, in any game or something. Like, I was getting, like, Dragon Warrior or something. You know, every time they represent, like, meat in, like, a game, it's always, like, the hunk of meat in the middle with, like, two bones sticking out. Yeah, I was thinking, like, Fred Flintstone stuff. <laughs> yeah, this look good. 
Didn't they get, like, dino ribs that they would put on the side of the car and the car would flip over from the weight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like a caveman kind of, like, thing. Yeah. So, we're back. So, this episode is kind of all over the place, and I just want to preface this by saying I know I'm going to be jumping around all the time because it literally jumps back and forth between, like, the twerps and then Team Rocket in present day and then Meowth's nostalgic recounting of his past and it's all over the place i would like to point out that meowth hitchhikes on a like an 18 wheeler to oh, hollywood yeah. <laughs> so i think hollywood is accessible by you don't have to cross an ocean to get there <laughs> yeah hollywood is in canto it's in the same continent presumably just a few hours away because we don't get a montage of them having to like travel they just show up there in the same day it's like the same day so back to the twerps and delia they show up in quote-unquote hollywood but they're picturing this glitzy glamorous bustling city kind of like las vegas you know back in that episode where we had when they went to las vegas but it turns out that it's not that at all it's like this rundown dump i mean all the windows are boarded up there's nobody around it's just completely abandoned trash everywhere it's just a dump pile yeah, it's this this abandoned part of town that is completely trashed. I wonder over what period of time that happened. It was in Meowth's lifetime. Yeah, did they show like it go to a dump like in Meowth's flashbacks? Or was it like... Because I know they, they reference like everyone runs out of money and has to leave town. Right, Meowth left before the it went downhill. Yeah, like it was in the process of being a dump, turning into a dump when Meowth like hit the road. I don't know, presumably it's only been a few years i mean meowth is not that old i'm assuming what is meowth's age in human years i would love to know (laughs) that's a good question how old is meowth so they come across the theater that they were invited to you know fully expecting it to be this like huge glamorous like movie premiere of i mean it was advertised to be this world premiere so there's nobody there literally nobody there and steven i keep saying steven cleavon spielbank (laughs) steven spielberg equivalent shows up and they're the only ones in the theater and he's like this is it you know this is the place so they go in to watch the movie and back to meowth he's recounting more of his background he's looking at this boarded up restaurant and that's where he would go and steal food from the restaurant owner who also was terrible because he threw like a cast iron pan and like hits him in the head oh my gosh dead accuracy yeah, like right in the back of the head, which would easily kill you under normally normal circumstances, I feel like. Yeah, it's a home alone situation. <sighs> yeah. All these humans are terrible in this. Admittedly, Meowth regularly gets launched into like the upper atmosphere of the earth <laughs> and comes down to the ground and crashes. True. That's Pokemon moves, which presumably I feel like affect Pokemon differently than humans physically like beating them, but they're non fatal. Yeah, non fatal. No matter how attacks. bad they are. Magic. It is magic. So he's running away from the abusive restaurant guy and runs into an alley and and finds the gang of other alleyway Meowth and a Persian who leads them. And the Persian gives him food and basically adopts him into this gang. And he runs around causing trouble with them, you know, over the course of however long he was with them for. On one of his misadventures, he sees across the street a beautiful, pampered-looking Meowth girl who's sitting in the ledge of this very ritzy boutique, I guess. And he's so love-struck that he 
drops his fish in his mouth that he has and he runs across the street and causes a massive 20 car pile up and somehow does not get killed those people died though yeah Yeah. those people are gone (laughs) that's probably where the downhill started (laughs) and that's a pile of people we gotta get out of here they literally show the massive damage that he causes in the smoking rubble of the cars and everything. So he comes across this Meowth and confesses his love and she rejects him because she has a rich owner who can pamper her with anything she wants. And he isn't a human and he's just a dirty street Meowth. So gross, get away from me. So in an attempt to win her affection, he's like, well, all I need to do then if you love humans so much is to make myself more human. Because obviously that's the way to do it. It's a very logical approach. Yeah. Situation. This is where we get like that weird, like this kind of retcon where it's like Meowth has to learn how to stand on two legs. But I feel like in later years, all Meowth walk on two legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, he started it. It's, he's a trendsetter. He is a trendsetter. He does, you know, poor Meowth. God, he really does do everything he can. He breaks into like a ballet studio and watches through the ceiling of this like ballet troupe and learns to teach himself in secret how to stand on two legs and i don't know this ballet troupe also somehow is like an english lesson class like the teacher keeps saying you know repeat after me see oh god i can't even do it she sells seashells by the seashore like over and over was it like a finishing school of I some no sort. Idea. I thought it was like it's like mind practice. If you can balance on one foot and say tongue twisters, you're like a what do they call those? The best ballerina in the world, prima. Well, it is it is Hollywood. It could be like a speech, like a vocal acting class. It could be. Oh, they're preparing for Black Swan, right? Yes. What's that yeah, movie with Portman? The, was yeah, there. yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you're probably. And then right. Mila Kunis comes in. And he's she starts licking her. Okay. Oh my god. No, I think your explanation makes more sense. I think it's probably an acting class, not a ballet troupe, but... Not to harp on that, but it's like, no, that's on. what uh the guy's... What's his name? Cleveland. That's what Cleveland. his thing is. He's got to, like, uh, you got to dance and you got to, like, sing. So maybe that's all he takes to get in the movie. So they're dancing and they're doing vocal practice for singing. There you go. The only two things you need to get in a movie. Yep, clearly. So he also is watching them with their voice lessons and he buys a or somehow gets a picture book with the alphabet and is trying to teach himself how to speak and he does this so long story short he goes back to meowzy after all of his progress and to show her how much he's improved and become like a human like she wanted him to but sadly meowzy still rejects him because now he's not only a dirty street meowth and he'll never be more than a dirty street meowth but now he's a freak of nature He's a walking, talking freak. And so he's even worse than before, according to her, which crushes Meowth. I mean, this absolutely destroys him in every way. And he swears vengeance and (laughs) decides to go and, I don't know, make something of himself by joining Team Rocket. And that was the last that he ever saw of her because by the time he comes back, this whole town has been abandoned. And so that's where we are now. You think, like, in Hollywood, there would be, like, a really good chance a talking Pokemon would get some kind of hype or something, you know? But then I thought that. But then I thought back to the previous episode when um, this famous director, who's, I guess, world-renowned, he sees Meowth talk and then doesn't actually seem impressed by it. Like, that would be, like, an instant roll getter for me. But apparently that's not, like, enough to impress these Hollywood people. I don't know. It's uh, weird. 
that never really is explained. Like, you would think... I mean, we've had a couple shocked people. I think the Russian proctor guy from that one, like, league test was the most impressed by this. But, like, literally everybody else doesn't even bat an eyelash at this. Like, could you imagine, like, if somebody had a talking dog, like, or a cat or something? That any, <laughs> any animal that could fucking speak any language. Like, my God. <laughs> that would be, like, a world-renowned phenomenon. Like, I... Nobody cares in the Pokemon world. No, the professors, that's about it. Like, that, the Proctor guy and then the professors. That's about it. Yeah, but even Oak was just like, oh, look at that. Okay, back to whatever we're doing. Like, stupid slowbro shit. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let's watch a thing by the tail. Hey, guys, the talking dog at the shell shack is singing. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh, man. A plus reference, Austin. Thank you. That's kind of an obscure one. You know what? Everything comes back to SpongeBob. Like, literally, <laughs> you can make a reference to anything it relates to in real life. Like, there's always a SpongeBob quote. Anyway, I feel like I'm talking on and on. Jesus. Okay. There's a lot. So- <laughs> I think the thing is, this episode is so well-constructed and so interesting that you're just going through the plot and Jacob and I are like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Yeah, I keep talking. We have no interruptions to make because we don't have any <laughs> critiques. No, like, I'm enjoying reminiscing the plot, thinking about it, because I'm like, oh, yeah, that did happen. I'm, like, visualizing it in my head. It's, <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing, too. I'm like, like, the Meowsy's sitting there, like, in the fancy dress shop or whatever, just sitting there licking, and the Meowth comes up to her, and then she's like, ah, rah, rah, you know, does that little thing, whatever. Yes. It's, like, just a playthrough in my head. I feel like I have one of those screen things. Oh, I love those, the little viewfinders. Yeah, the called? viewfinders. Yeah, you put the pit. I feel like I could have one of those on now and just have pictures of the scene. Oh, those Alex are so fun. It. Man, I forgot about those. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, I was watching on Pokemon TV and I put the subtitles on and every time Yowzy would like have an extended sentence or every time the Persian would have a sentence, the caption would say like, speaking nonsense or something. Really? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Like, how the hell are you supposed to, to caption that, though? At one point, they said it as meowing, which I'm like, okay, I feel like that's a good yeah. compromise. <laughs> <laughs> we had to agree on something. Oh, my gosh. It's good, though. Meowth is, like, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Like, he's special. Like, he can literally understand. Like, he went from saying she sells seashells on the seashore to, like, being able to speak full and complete sentences, like, in the next breath. Like, it was really impressive. Yeah, so he's a genius, basically. Like Meowth He is, is a genius. Like, he's probably on Mewtwo level... Some kind of, like, genius spectrum. Yeah, and now he can he can understand every Pokemon, more or less. I think maybe there's a couple of times where there's, like, a dialect problem. But, like, he just learns full English or Japanese, I guess. But Human language. Human, Human language. language. That's what they always call it. <laughs> Human, Human language. language. I thought after watching that to him learn Human language... The question in my head was like, could any Pokemon do this? Or is it just like Meowth was just that smart? Is this something that any Pokemon could take on? Alakazam surely should be able to fucking learn how to speak English. Well, human language, I should say. You are so obsessed with Alakazam, it's impossible IQ that doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) When have I I ever brought up Alakazam before? You've done it on this podcast, I swear. Um, Maybe. Well, let's not forget Lapras can understand human language. Yeah, and Ash can understand Pikachu in his Pikachu language. So I guess it's like Morse code or something that Pikachu speaks in, I guess. I mean, we can actually kind of understand Pikachu. Pikapi is Ash. PPP is Togepi. Pikachu is Team Rocket or whatever. Yeah, Pikachu. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. 
There's a, there's a whole bunch of them. He's hmm. there's one for Bulbasaur too, isn't there? It's Fushigi Dane. I can't remember what Pikachu says. I know there's been others. Anyway, anyway, Pokemon language. Okay, so where was I? Oh, back in the present day, Meowth is he tells Team Rocket that he has some unfinished business that he has to attend to now that he's back in town in his old neighborhood and he walks away he's like wearing a trench coat this whole time it's so weird it's so cute yes yeah it's it's like an old like it's casablanca yeah mobster type thing but like very casablanca maltese falcon or something so he comes across his old street gang who you know the persian is there and they try to convince him to rejoin their group which I don't know why they're still hanging around this like abandoned town, whatever. Yeah, food should be gone, right? That's true. Yeah. We'll give it to Persian. Persian was like, you can speak human language. That'd be very advantageous for us. And I'm like, yeah, Persian, you're right. That would be. Yeah, that's the whole reason why he wants him back in the, the gang. But to his great surprise, it pans over and we see a familiar face. Meowzy has joined the gang during this time period where he was away. And he's like, what has happened to you? Like the last time I saw you, you were like living the high life and, you know, you've fallen so far. And she tells him that she was abandoned by her rich, scary looking trainer lady after losing all her money somehow. And she had to flee town because she basically just releases her right there on the side of the road. And she's like, okay, bye. I thought they painted that scene pretty graphically when they panned over to Meowzy and they showed all the needles and like <laughs> just like all the like empty bags of white powder around yeah. her. I was like, oh my God, this is like too far for a kid's show. But that's how they did it, you know, and it is Hollywood. So, well, they were actually like in a dump or something. They were like in a trash pit, whatever. By their choice, because it's a free for all because there's nobody there. Poor Meowzy, she's fallen on hard times, so she had no other choice but to be taken in by this Meowth street gang. And uh, they get into some kind of argument, and Meowth is like, you know, no, I don't want to join you, and I'm going to take Meowzy and get out of here. And of course, all the, the Meowths in Persian turn on them, because they don't like this at all. And Jesse and James jump in to rescue Meowth, because they were following him secretly, because they didn't want to see him get hurt. And they were right to follow him because now they can rescue Meowth. Their theme is playing. Oh my god, the (laughs) the wonderful Team Rocket theme. Yes, it was playing. I'm glad they brought it back for this episode. It's a banger. I was surprised by that. It was that and it was Meowth's Japanese theme. Hmm. Oh, I missed that one. It was during his montage of reading the picture book. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, so they end up sending out... Okay, this was a weird part. It was kind of transitioned really weird, like... Team Rocket sends out Arbok and Weezing to intervene and fight on Meowth's behalf, but then it cuts away, and then they're suddenly on a rooftop at sunset, and Meowth is, like, facing off one-on-one with Persian, and Meowzy is behind Persian. You know, they're fighting for Meowzy's honor or something, and they do the dramatic, like, they both jump up in the air and hit each other, and then they fall on, like, opposite sides. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. That's great. Like the cliche, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's the standoff for a minute. And then we see Meowth kind of go, uh, and then Persian succumbs to his injuries and falls like the absolute cliche anime fight scene. I was proud of Meowth. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. Clawed up fucker in the face. (laughs) I think this comes up maybe in a later episode. He's, I know he says something like he, when he learns to talk, 
he loses his ability to fight, like to battle. I know that comes up later, but in this mm-hmm. in this one, it doesn't really affect him because he fights Persian. But it's Meowzy. She's the yeah. different factor here. Love yeah. trumps the uh, whatever. Exactly. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but Meowzy's in love with someone else. Mm-mm. Yes. So unfortunately, even after all of Meow's efforts and everything he's gone through and everything he's done for Meowzy. <sighs> Alas, she still ends up choosing Persian because even though Persian may be a bad guy, he still took her in and helped her. Yes, Jacob. <laughs> that Meowzy thing is, is weird. She just wants attention. She knows why they're fighting. They're fighting for her. So she waits till after they get done to tell Meowth that, hey, I'm with, I like this guy better. Yeah. So she's just kind of in the background letting these two Pokemon fight. Mm-hmm. It's like Meowzy, you're not a very good person. I don't think you know person. Yeah, <laughs> Meowzy's not a good person. <laughs> no, not a good person at all. Y- yeah, you're right, Jacob. She's a very narcissistic um, Pokemon. Nothing good has ever come out of associating with Meowzy. Anyway, so poor Meowth has had his heart broken again. That's okay though, because Jesse and James are there for Meowth, and he still has his Team Rocket family. So at the very end, we were back to Ash and Friends, and they have finished with the showing of the movie, and nobody else was invited because Cleavon Spielbunk has invited celebrities, but nobody came because he's actually a hack director, and he's not as famous <laughs> as he says he was. And so, Jacob, you were right in the last episode. Yep. There was something fishy going on with this guy. He's a fraud. It's like a Tommy Wiseau thing, just like money, <laughs> money laundering or something. Oh my god that's great yeah but tommy wiseau is actually entertaining like he's a weird dude he's very eccentric and nobody really knows anything about him but neither do we this guy <laughs> i would have loved if they made a 22 minute episode of just pokemon and love oh man like in horror oh. he's a mia when they do that i would yes. love that that would have been awesome like it's just the movie yeah that would have been great they could have made this a trilogy <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for the twerps, like, they were very upset by this showing because they're like, what the fuck, Cleavon? Like, none of the footage that we filmed in the previous episode made it into this movie. Like, it was a completely different movie. So they're like, what? What was that all about? Again, that's a callback to that actually happens all the time. And uh, (laughs) people get invited to premieres and they're not even in the movie. So I always find it so sad when people like upcoming actors are in like commercials and stuff. And they tell, like, their family and friends, like, oh, I'm going to be on this show on NBC at 8, 9 p.m. And they watch the show with all their family and friends, and they've been cut. Yep, they've oh been cut. Oh, my God. Those stories always make me upset. <laughs> this is a Mike Wazowski situation right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. The <laughs> emblem. Or the, uh, like, the Star Wars thing, too, with uh, the guy who played Darth Vader. Remember, he was saying the lines throughout the whole movie or whatever. Did he not know they were going to read him? He didn't know. He invited oh, everyone no. he knows oh. to... Uh, like the first one and then he gets there and then what's it james earl jones yeah he's dubbed over him and he didn't know that was going to happen so oh he's, my gosh he's like i wasn't even in the movie at all and he was pissed so he was the guy in, in the costume right yeah he was the guy in the costume and you can go on youtube and listen to the original like him talking to the rebels and basically delivering all the lines and then I think, like, right before they put it out, Lucas was like, hey, we're dubbing over you. And didn't tell him. He should have told him. He should have. <laughs> I mean, I think that was the right call, but he should have told him. <laughs> he should have told him, yeah. I mean, I feel like that happens a lot, you know, especially with, with productions that involve, like, musical numbers. Because, you know, sometimes the actors 
can't sing or they don't sing in the right way that they want them to. Speaking of West Side Story, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not uncommon, I feel like, because you want somebody that actually has, you know, a certain sounding voice or something to do this, the singing parts of a movie or whatever. But at least, like you said, Austin, like at least tell them. That that's gonna be the thing. Like you're not your lines are gonna be dubbed over, or your singing parts are gonna be done by this other person. Whatever. God, I couldn't think of something worse. This is my big breakthrough. This is it. And then just, nope. yeah, that's God. pretty shitty. That'd be soul crushing. But anyway, I mean, that's basically it. That's the narrator comes on and he's like, "Back to training, Ash. The Pokemon League is only a few days away, or whatever, and you haven't done any training, so." time's ticking time is yeah i remember this arc he just nothing happens <laughs> really with him <laughs> okay we haven't really talked about this i'm okay with the whole this running gag of ash isn't doing any training because you know <laughs> this is uh, this is og ash this is fitting y- exactly and so i kind of feel like in the long run this actually works pretty well in that like later we're gonna get like whole episodes of ash doing nothing but training like a significant part of diamond and pearl is training training like, an entire episode's devoted to it. He's maturing without aging. Exactly. It's a good contrast. To be fair, in Diamond and Pearl... Well, you know, of course, there's different characters. But I think they've established, like, we get Paul, and Paul is, like, pushing Ash. Like, that's a subplot. He's, like, pushing Ash to be better. Ash feels compelled to... After what happens with Chimchar and, and everything, like, he's got to step it up and, and all this, so... Let's bring Paul in for these episodes where Ash is like, let's film a movie for free. Oh my God. <laughs> Pathetic. I like this OG Ash. I like the we'll do it live Ash is my favorite Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just compare Ash to Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, that's exactly, that's a me. That's, that's what I, yep. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck we'll it, do it we'll live. do it live. <laughs> this is my favorite Ash. Just show up and pray that something catches on fire and you win. <laughs> I mean, basically, Jacob, though, like, that's how he skated through this whole entire past season. Like, he's just expecting people to give him, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I solved your whatever problem. Can I get a badge now? Like, just expecting people to give him handouts. That's his whole MO this whole time. Yeah, Ash definitely took the easy route to the Pokemon League. And he's gonna, he's gonna pay for it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. which he, maybe that's the whole lesson Pokemon was trying to teach us. Yep, so those are those two episodes. They were, they were intense. They were good. They were really good. Probably, yeah, easily, like Austin said, the best we've done so far. I guess we could wrap this one up with talking about our LVP, MVP, and our quotes. Mm-hmm. Guess who's going first? Me. Is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start with my quote. And it comes from Meowth, of course, because I think Meowth had some real bangers this episode. And uh, I think it's when Meowth finally kind of makes it, and he's doing well, and he says, I was eating everything I wanted, but was still starving for love. Oh. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Poor Meowth. My LVP, I gave it to the coach of that baseball team. God. Yes. Yes. What someone did. Yeah, for tying, just kind of like tying up Meowth and just leaving him there. That was awful. Absolutely awful. It was. That was, was very disturbing. And my, my MVP, I gave it to a Persian for kind of just like, he runs this gang, but there's not like a really complicated initiation. It's kind of like someone needs help, so we're going to help him. So I was like, oh, he's more of like a caregiver than he is like a 
kind of gang leader, I guess. So That's so funny, because I was thinking of Oliver Twist the entire time, and I yeah. was like, this is the guy preying on children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought so? you thought he was taking advantage of them? I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. No, I could see that point of view. Like, he's being nice to kind of, like, get... Was he there stealing the food with him? Remember when they gang oh, up? Oh, you're right. He wasn't. He No point did he... I guess he's too big, but... I oh. guess so, but he is. <laughs> Maybe you're right. <laughs> well, he is sitting there saying to Meowth now, like, your talking skills would benefit us. Like, how can we use you, basically? Well, that's. I think that's smart, because it's kind of like in a apocalyptic movie. If you find a doctor... You're saving him just because he's a doctor. You know, you're not like he doesn't provide any of your skill, but a doctor kind of thing. So I think that's okay. But the the stealing stuff without being there, <laughs> kind of putting your other people in danger. Yeah, that maybe that puts it in perspective a lot, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's still my MVP though because he did take him in and feed him, so he was nice at some point. He was cool. But I don't know. I got a weird vibe with that like meowsy th- situation going on. Oh like, god! Like he gave some like knowing looks over to meow. <laughs> Ooh. Did anyone else get that vibe? Yeah, but Jacob mm. Shickness said no. I don't comprehend emotions. So okay. Okay. <laughs> Next up is Austin. Okay, great. Alex, I have to uh, spoilers. I have to ask you: Will you give it to meowth if I don't give it to meowth? For what MVP? Yeah. I had somebody different. Do we have the same person? Well, wait, is yours me? Are you saying yours is Meowth? Mine is not Meowth. Oh, well, I have two people, so. Okay, are you sure? Just go for it. This is your thing. You're, this is the okay. the way this game goes, so. I'm going to retcon this if you don't pick Meowth. Okay. But my MVP for now <laughs> is Delia. Oh, of course. No, I didn't pick her. Go. go okay, ahead. for her Marilyn Monroe moment. Oh, my God. That was great. I completely that was awesome. forgot. It was her it, her over the air vent and you know her right. dress is like flying up. But. Oh, okay, okay. I've got I got a totally I pictured though completely wrong. I thought you said I thought Marilyn Manson for some reason. Oh my oh god! My god. I no, I thought like was she singing or something? God, that was. It was the air vent thing. That was a great shout out. And my LVP, I'm gonna give it to Meowzy's trainer for first of all spoiling her little meowth so that she's a little horror horror. Just like oh her. Horror. Just like her. And second of all, for abandoning Meowzy on the street, because that's just awful. My quote's going to be somewhat sentimental. It's the last thing in that episode. The narrator says, I wonder what Meowth is thinking as he gazes at the Aww. night sky. Oh. And Meowth says, Well, maybe Meowzy is looking at the moon too. God, that was sad. They kind of ended that on a sad. There was like sad music playing, and like Meowth is wistfully staring into the full moon and even after all that after everything he's been through over this i mean presumably been years it's been years you know he did all this stuff for meowsy and rejected him she rejected him over and over and over and even after all that he still pines after her damn meow that's just oh god i'd like to say that's meowsy's prerogative to reject him that's fine yes she doesn't have to be a classist monster about it she was mean about it, though. I mean, you can certainly you can certainly reject anyone, you know, for any reason, but you don't have to be cruel about it. I mean, you could just say, no, I'm sorry. You know, I'm flattered, but I'm sorry. You know, whatever. That's what I was talking about earlier. She's kind of like instigating it a little bit by not telling Mouth immediately that she's with Persian. She's like a cat playing with her food. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play cat and mouse. I am going to, I actually have two quotes. Cause I just want to say this one Meowth thing, but then I'll, can I just have two? Because it's the end. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. 
I just does feel like Mouth deserves this shout out at the beginning. Like he he's recounting his story for the first time. He says, "My story is a bittersweet one, like a cheap chocolate bar." But I did want to give my actual quote to Jesse and James because they're also my MVP. Jesse says, "We may be mean and nasty, but we would never turn our backs on a teammate in trouble." And James says, "As long as we're not exposed to any actual physical danger." <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> that was good. Oh, so again, I I want to give a shout out to Jesse and James. They're my MVP for this episode because they're just they're great. They put on this act, but I think they're really deep down. They're big sentimental softies because they jump in and save Meow. And then LVP, I'm gonna give it to Meowzy because do I even need to say? <laughs> you're good. Yeah. yeah, you're good. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think we've hit that. No, yeah. Head. All right, I'm going to retract my Delia MVP and give it to Meow because it's his fucking episode and he deserves it. <laughs> give him one time. He did all that and he's a, like Jacob said, he's like a savant. He's like an absolute genius. So Learned English in like, or human language, my bad, in like a week. So good for yep. him. Well, I guess that wraps up these two eventful yes. episodes. <laughs> Roundtable, best episodes we've seen so far. Yes. This one, Holy Matrimony. Um, Pikahuna. I liked it. <laughs> okay, Pikahuna. I know that's not a popular choice, but it was, I liked it. It was a good one. Go West Meowth. We had a, some, we actually had some really good episodes recently. Oh, so. uh, Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon. Yeah, that one, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I forgot about Holy Matrimony for a second. That's definitely top three so far. All the best episodes really distance themselves from the actual point of Pokemon, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know what? I think we've said this before, but it's like, all the episodes that are not, like, Ash-centric episodes are, like, the best ones. Yeah, when he's not the plot point. When he's yeah. not the, yeah, he's not the fo- the focal point. It's always the better episode. <laughs> That's just how it goes. The main character really brings down the show. God. Austin, what are we doing next week? Do you want to try to explain it, or? Yeah, yeah I'll explain it. I think our listening audience might have an inkliness of what this is. We will be listening to the audio drama, It's a White Tomorrow, Team Rocket, released only in Japan. So we'll listen to the Japanese audio of it on our own time, and then we're also going to read fan translations of it into English, and we'll come back here and, I guess, do what we do, which is talk about it. Yes, talk (laughs) about it indeed. We'll talk about it in English language, or human language, (laughs) goddammit. Yeah, it's, it's hard our english whatever their human speak is we'll put it in a way you can understand it uh, so is that everything don't need to go ahead and wrap us up here for is there anything else are we doing our continuation of reading or are we not that's up for you to decide i will make an executive decision and say yes as i always do how many uh three i guess oh my god okay <laughs> oh i don't okay. know where do we even leave off chapter 20 are you sure nope but somewhere around there oh we'll figure it out if you want to stick with us for a continuation of my immortal because we're absolute clowns and we keep going with this anyway so keep listening after the outro music yeah stick around if you want to catch my immortal and we just like to say thank you all for listening and be sure to leave us a five-star rating and if you have any questions or comments for the show be sure to send them to out of the drawing pan at gmo.com that is out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. Got to write that time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at out of drawing pan. Again, our handle is out of drawing pan. And join us next time as this journey continues.
We're on chapter 20, you said? 19. 19. 19. <laughs> 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 that, was, uh, that wasn't on purpose. That was... Uh, I'm l- lamenting here when I was a young meow. When I when was... I was a, a young, young boy. boy. Oh, my God. My I father immediately. took me into <laughs> the city to Jesus. see a marching band. That's all getting cut. No, it's not. You gotta leave it in there. I remember one time a kid sang that at our church, and nobody knew what he what? was doing. Yeah. What? Like, what? Just unprompted? Just, like, stood up in the pews and started singing it? Or what? No, no. It was, like, a youth-led service, and then, oh. you know how, like, you start with hymns or whatever? <laughs> He what? started with the okay. Black Parade by Is it because of the line, sometimes I get the feeling he's watching over me? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. He just started riffing them. <laughs> and everybody was going along with it like it was. <laughs> I mean, I would say there's like a time and a place for everything. But if everybody was joining in, then, you know, good for him. Oh, it was great. It was great. Oh, oh okay. Ooh. Anyway, welcome to the My Immortal Reading, the continuation. Will this ever end? Never. That's for, that's for us to decide. Uh, <laughs> uh, the randomizer has spoken. We're starting with chapter uh, 20 today. Or chapter 19. 19. <laughs> Jacob is really anti-chapter 19. <laughs> yeah, like... we're getting over it. <laughs> chapter, I swear I'm not doing that on purpose. Uh, Alex, you're going first, followed by myself. And then uh, Austin, you're going to wrap us up. I think we agreed that Austin, you're going to read chapter 22 and 23. Or 21, 22, and 23. What? <laughs> We say that. <laughs> Austin, are you you okay with this? What are we doing? Y'all, I, I gotta go to the to the bathroom in a certain after a certain point. I can't be here all day. Okay, we'll just do three. And is that okay with everyone? Yes. Oh yes, yes. Okay. I'd be happy with whatever number. Jacob's that's like, I'd be happy with zero. That's three. Or I'd be zero, happy yeah. never doing this again. <laughs> okay, it's too late, Jacob. You've committed to this, so. We're going to see it through, no matter if anybody wants to hear this or not. I bet you nobody listens to this, but whatever. Anyway, here we go. Chapter 19. I'm nut okay, I promise. This chapter is named, I guess. A.N. Please stop flamming the story. If you do, you're a folkin' prep and you're jealous, okay? From knock on I'm gong to dealt your men reveals. I have no idea what she just said. Anyway, <laughs> BTW, Evondeed, a poor blood, blood, so dur. Thanks, thanks to Raven for the help. <sighs> okay, I need to prepare after that. Um, okay. All day, we sat angrily, thinking about Dumbbell Door. We were so fucking pissed off. Well, I had one thing to look forward to, the MCR concert. It had been postponed, so we could all go. Anyway, I went to the common room, sadly, to cut classes. Draco was being all secretive. I asked what it was, and he got all mad, me, and started crying all hot and angsty. Weren't sensitive bi guys so hot? (sighs) No one fucking understands me, he shouted angrily as his black hair went into his big blue eyes like Billy Joe in Boulevard of Borkin Dreams. He was... (laughs) He was wearing black baggy paints, a black MCR t-shirt, and a black dye. Get it? Instead of tie, because I'm gothic. I was wearing a black leather low-cut top with chains all over it. Chains it all over it. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, let me start over. I was wearing a black leather low-cut top with chains all over it, all over it. (laughs) 
When I get to the, the clothing description parts, I just go... Yeah, just, <laughs> just I'm like, sorry. I'm like, I feel like I'm reading and more words are popping into the sentence as I'm reading it. Oh, my God. Okay. This is making my, like, reading capabilities just, like, plunder. This is a challenge. This is a, a testament to how well is your, like, reading comprehension skills. Anyway, a black leather mini, black high-held boots and a cross belly thing my hair was all up in a messy really high bun like amy lee and gong under email me if you wanna see the pic accuse me what about me i growled bye butt butt he grunted <laughs> you fucking bastard i moaned no wait it's not what it fucking looks like he shouted but it was too late i knew what i heard i ran to the bathroom angrily cring Draco banged on the door. I whipped and wept as my bloody, bloody eyeliner streamed down my cheeks and made cool tears down my feces like Benji. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading what it says here. Is it talking about her ass cheeks? Her face. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like, I was like, what did she do? Like put some stuff on her lower back? No. If there's blood in your feces, you need to see a doctor. That's a real medical problem. You okay. think you really should? Should I call yes. someone? They say, okay, they say if it's on the paper, you're fine. If it's in the stool. If it if there's blood in the water, then you need to see someone. Yes. Or a shark will come. Yes, that is very likely to happen. It'll come up through your toilet <laughs> pipes and bite you in the butt cheeks. Did y'all ever see Ghost Shark on Sci-Fi? Okay. Y'all, y'all quit flamming. No. Get back to this. <laughs> Oh, God, we have to have a whole conversation about that, because I think ice spiders came up before. Anyway, cool tears down my feces, like Benji, in the video for girls and boys. Raven, that is so our video. I took out a cigarette and started to smoke pot. Sorry, that whole part was capitalized, except for the last two words. Suddenly, Hargrid came. He had appearated. You gave me a fucking shock, I shouted angrily, dropping my pot. WTF you f- do you think you're doing in the girls' room? Only, it wasn't just Hargrid. Someone else was with him, too. For a second, I wanted it to be Tom Ridd or maybe Draco, but it was Dumbledore. Hey, I need to ask you a question, he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he said, pulling out his black wannabe gothic purse. What are you wearing to the concert? You know who MCR are, I gasped. No, I just saw there was a concert that a lot of goths and punks were going to, he said. Anyway, Draco has a surprise for you. The end. So is this just Chapter like 19. Dumbledore trying to fit in with his students? Is that the whole thing that's going on here? In her yeah, perspective? I think that's I it. Know. But he like hated them a second ago, and now he's yeah. like a student himself. I, I don't know. He's like, if you can't beat him, join him, I guess now something which is kind of flip over anyway he's probably gonna go back to hating him in the next oh god three sentences <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that was intense okay yeah i feel intense jacob yours is really long really if you want to skip it all right chapter 21 <laughs> let's continue this beast chapter 20 an i said i denote cur what you think stop flamming okay preps one fangs two raven for to help Oh yeah, BTW, I'll be on vacation in Transylvania for the next three days, so don't 
expect updates. <laughs> right. You can do All it, the- Jacob. Okay. okay. All day I wondered what the surprise was. Meanwhile, I pot on a black letter mini, a black corset with purple lace stuff all over it, and black gothic combat boots. <laughs> Compact boots. Okay. <laughs> MCR were going to the concert again since Volsamort had taken over the last one. I slit my wrists while I moshed to MCR in my bedroom all night, feeling excited. I would love to see her moshing alone in her bedroom at night. Okay, go on. How ridiculous would that look? That gets me going, too. I just like to, to mosh by myself. What would you do? Just knock shit over? Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think you would set up like your bed in a vertical position and just constantly run into it over and over again. And I think that's moshing by yourself. All right. Jesus. Suddenly, someone knocked on the door while I was trying on some black clothes and moshing to fang you div- thank you for the venom. I got all mad and turned it off, but s- sacredly I hoped inside that it was Draco so we could do it again. What the fucking hell are you doing? I shouted angrily. It was Lupin. Oh, God. Oh, God, okay. <sighs> okay. You can skip this next line if you want to. <laughs> are you going to come touch me or what? I yelled. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Put it lightly. I was allowed <laughs> to say that because Dumbledore has told us to be careful around them and snap since they were both pedophiles. God. No, actually... What the, what the hell is this? Actually. actually she said actually, oh, okay. but she put hell in it instead. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, actually, get it, hell? Can yeah. I please borrow some con- condoms? What? He growled angrily. Ugh. You don't have to say the next line either. Yeah. We're getting, this is getting too much. This is too much right here. Okay. okay she said something crude to him. Okay, yeah. next line. I'm going to go down a little bit more. I put on some black <laughs> eye shadow, black <laughs> eyeliner, and some black lipstick and white foundation. Then I went. Then I gasped. Snake and Lupin were in the middle middle of a oh of the empty hall <laughs> doing. Dobby was watching. Oh my god! Oh my god! You ludicrous idiot! They both shouted angrily when they saw me. Dobby ran away crying. They got up though. <laughs> they got up though. Normally I would have been turned on. Oh my god. <laughs> I love seeing guys do it. But both of them were preps. <laughs> fucking preps. BTW, Snake is moved to Gryffindor now. Wait, <laughs> what? He's not even a student. He's a fucking teacher. <laughs> okay, whatever. WTF. Is that why you wanted condoms, I asked? Sadistically? Sadistically. Sadistically. Golly, this is something else. Only you wouldn't have given them to me, Lupin shouted angrily. Lumpkin shouted angrily. <laughs> well, you should have told me, I replied. You dimwit, Snake began to shout angrily, and then I took off my black camera and took a pic of them. You could see that they were naked and everything. Well, excuse me, they both shouted angrily. What was that all about? Or what was that all about? It was to blackmail you, I snarked. So now next time you see me doing it with my boyfriend... You can't fucking rat me out, or I'll show this to Dumblefork, or Dork. <laughs> so fuck off, you bastards. I started to run. They chased me, but I threw my wound at them, and they tripped over it. Well, anyway, <laughs> I went outside, and then there was Vampire, looking extremely hot. WTF, where Draco? I asked him. Oh, he's, he's being a fucking bastard. He told me he wouldn't come. Vampire said, shaking his head, You want to come with me to the concert? Then he showed me his flying car. Okay, that makes sense, Harry Potter. 
I guessed. It was a black car. He said his got dog father, seriously, <laughs> his serious dog black, father. had given it to him. The license plate <laughs> on the front said MCR 666 on it. The one on the back said, and I can't fucking read Anabi. these words. Anabi on it, I guess. Okay, I think Dogfather is a good indication that this is not Absolutely. Real. That is the giveaway. I mean, this whole thing, but like the one giveaway so far, like beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's too good of a pun. That is yeah. really good. I gasped. We flew to the concert hall. MCR were there playing. Vampire and I had begun to make out and moshing to the music. I gasped, looking at the band. I almost had an orgasm. I almost said organism. Gerard was so f- fucking hot. He began to sing Helena in his sexa beautiful voice to fill the hall. And then I heard some crying. I turned and saw Draco crying in the corner. Draco's like really off his game, these chapters. Damn. All right. Chapter 21. Oh, wow. Jacob, that was... Jake, you, you're getting like the worst ones. You're I know that the was really the vile shit. That yeah, was that bad. Was awful. <laughs> we have to cut that out. Can we just skip over chapter 20 in the final version? <laughs> just like a disclaimer, we skipped over that one. You already kind of censored it pretty well. Yeah. I tried my best. That was godly. Mm. A N. Fook you, okay? You fucking suck. It's not my fault if you spelled wrong, okay? Because that's bitch Raven, because it's your fuck you preps. Don't <laughs> Raven a bitch again? Jesus. Did she see another poster? Rayburn. Rayburn. <laughs> Rayburn. Whoops. Whoops. So's Raven. Fangs for the hell. Oh, she took it back. What? This <laughs> <laughs> is like just mind games. BTW Transylvania rocks hard. I even got to go to the castle where Dracula was flimmed. Later, we were all in the skull. Draco was crying in the common room. Draco, are you okay? I asked in a gothic voice. What's a gothic voice? Draco, are you okay? <laughs> That's more like <laughs> Jacob Marley. <laughs> I don't know what I was going for there. <laughs> I mean, he's he's pretty gothic. He's a ghost. No, I'm not, you fucking bitch. He shouted angrily. Jeez. He stated to run out of the place in a suicidal way. Ugh. I started to cry because I was afraid he would commit suicide. Ugh. It's okay, Anabi, said Vampire comfortably. I'll make him feel better. You mean you'll go fuck him, won't you? I shouted angrily. Then I ran to get Draco. Vampire came too. Draco, please come, he began to cry. Tears of blood came down his pale face. I was so turned on because I love sensitive bi guys. If you're a homophone, then fuck off. (laughs) And then we heard some footsteps. Vampire got out his black invisibility coke. We both (laughs) got under it. We saw the janitor, Mr. Norris, what? there, shouting Wait. angrily with a flashlight in his hand. Wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Norris. Okay. Norris okay. Is the, Mrs. Norris is the cat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm Who's sorry. there? He shouted angrily. We saw filth come. He went under the invisibility cloak and started to meow loudly. So, so Mr. Norris is the, is the janitor and filth is the cat. Yes. In this. Is anyone there? Yelled Mr. Norris. No, fuck you, preppy loser, poser, son of a fucking bitch. Vampire said under his breast in a disgusted way. Jesus. Excuse me. Excuse me. Who said that? Yelled Mr. Norris. Then he heard Filch meow. (laughs) Filth, is there anyone under the cloak? He asked. Filth nodded. And then Vampire Frenched me. He did it just as Mr. Norris was taken off the cloak. What the? He yelled, but it was too late, because now we were running away from him. 
And then we saw Draco crying and busting into tears and slitting his wrist outside the school. Draco, I cried. Are you okay? I guess so. Draco weeped. We went back to our coffins, frenching each other. Draco and I decided to watch Lake Placid. See, isn't that depressing? On the gothic red bed together. As I was about to put in the video, my eyes rolled up and suddenly I had a vision of something that was happening now. There was a knock on the door and Fug and the mystery of magic walked into the school. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, what the hell enough. is Fug? Oh my god. Wait, is that supposed to is that supposed to be Fudge? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right, and Ministry right. of Magic. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Okay, you guys, that was great. Uh, we made it. Alex gets so much out of this. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm the only. <laughs> I'm so I'm so easily entertained. I know this is absurd. This this whole fan fiction is absurd, and of course, I do not condone in any way the terrible parts of this, but. The, the crazy fucking part like filth and mr no i mean it's so oh God. the logistics of filth is there anyone under the invisibility cloak <laughs> filth nodding yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's cartoonish in that way it really is that's the part i live for not not the other stuff but but oh god all right uh, thank you for all humoring right. me you guys and as always thank you for listening all righty see y'all bye